This is Sidney Lamet talking about network. Everything that has that was discussed about television in that movie has happened, except we haven't killed anybody on the air yet. That's the only thing that hasn't happened, deliberately. And this is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps, and today we're talking about 1976's Network. This film is directed by Sidney Lumet, written by Patty Chafinsky, sorry, with the ensemble cast including Faye Dunaway, Robert Duvall, William Holden, and Peter Finch. The film is about a television network that cynically exploits a deranged former anchor's ravings and revelations about the news media for its own profit. The film, being nominated for many award, took home three Academy Awards, was inducted into the National Film Registry, and is on uh, several AFI lists, including the top 100 best films, and created a legacy for itself that stands even today. It's hard not to watch the film and see how it relates to our media today, as Sydney just mentioned, but we will get more into its impact later. Up until this point, Sydney Lumet directed 12 Angry Men, Dog Day Afternoon, Serpico, Child's Play, which is fantastic. Seriously, you will hear much more about Sydney on this podcast during its run because he has been a part of so many outstanding films. Robert Duvall had done The Godfather Part Two. Faye Dunaway had done Chinatown and Tower Inferno with William Holden, who had done Sunset Boulevard, uh, Sunset Boulevard, while Peter Finch had done Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Lights up. Howard Beale finds out from a longtime friend, Max, that he is fired. We learn that the ratings of the news have only been slipping, and as a result, he must go. We also get insight, however, quick into into his life. Uh, his personal life has gone to hell, and and he tells us this much on the next broadcast of the news where he announces that he will soon kill himself. The completely normal reaction of getting him off the air is made before the insane act of letting him get back on uh, to say his piece and apologize is made, and the spiral goes on. The network, the network learns of how his crazy rants have made a huge jump in the ratings and they cannot afford to let Howard walk away now. Meanwhile, Faye Dunaway's Diana, an exec, and, and Max, also an exec, begin an affair while her eyes on the prize of making Howard a star or better yet to make the network money. Secondary plot lines begin and advance, but Howard's ups and downs in mental health and his unstable ratings and his ability to affect the network's business lead to the powers that be agreeing to have him killed on the air to take him out, but to also create the biggest ratings that they possibly can. Not more than a scene later, two gunmen shoot him down and kill Howard on live TV and the story of Howard Beale, the first known instance of a man who is killed because of lousy ratings, is concluded in the credits roll.
a just really quickly every two weeks from this very second until december we'll be giving away subscriptions to hbo max criterion collection or the streaming service movie these are great platforms to watch some of the films that we'll be talking about during the show so all you have to do is subscribe leave a review and we'll choose a new winner every two weeks so get on it If you're looking to start a podcast, the best place to start is Anchor. It's free. The creation tools allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's easy to do everything to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Time for some fun facts. Beatrice Strait, who plays the wife of Max Shoemaker, is only on screen for five minutes and two seconds. Hers was the briefest performance to ever win an Oscar. That makes me incredibly sad for people who, I don't know, put in so much work and are on screen for so much more time yet for supporting roles they are not nominated. Anywho, Peter Finch died before the Academy Awards took place where he was nominated for Best Actor. He won, making him the first performer ever to receive a posthumous award to, sorry, to receive a posthumous award at the Oscars. The second winner to do that was Heath Ledger for The Dark Knight. Another one is with the best screenplay win for this film, Patty Chayefsky became the first screenwriter to win three Academy Awards for scripts that he wrote all by himself. Lastly, throughout the film, we never see Diana speak to Howard, which I think is really interesting and telling to her character. We already know Howard's state of mind, but I think it's really interesting to see how Diana never comes into contact with him, or at least never speaks to him directly. But there we go. Uh, My thoughts into this film are honestly relatively short and sweet. I I think this film is a prophecy in many ways, and the irony isn't lost on me at all. Of course, we just heard Sidney Lament talk about it. Um, How do we talk about a film that directly speaks to the media right now? We sensationalize everything. I mean, we, we put cameras in a house and millions of people watch other people live. We sensationalize every single thing. I mean, everyone's guilty of it. And, you know, networks and studios know that we like it and know that we'll bite. So they make money off of it. And, and they then they create cheap as hell reality TV or make directors cuts of bad films or <laughs> just because they know we will watch it. I was fortunate enough to see the stage adaptation of this with Brian Cranston on Broadway. And listen, I, I think I think being in the audience of this, which isn't changed that much from the film, is incredible. And you feel the energy. And I think when you have a performer like Brian Cranston behind Howard Beale, you really get to see it. You really get to see this from a new perspective. And you get to witness a man that's unraveling. And it's it's quite incredible. And in a much more electric way than the film, a much more electric way than the film. Because the film, the film doesn't focus on Howard Beale's story as much as it does the network story, which is completely fine. But 
you know, you you get into the film and you you really question what you're watching and you are disheartened and heartbroken by, you know, essentially watching the bad guys, you know, convene and eventually win, which is insane. But the energy in this film is absolutely incredible. And if you look at it through the lens of when it was made, it, it, you can only you can only imagine what like how this changed the way people make movies. Like I said, this is about a network. This isn't about one person. This isn't about Howard Beale and like his his progression because he doesn't really progress. Actually, I would I would say he regresses quite a bit, you know, during his his personal inciting incident. But the protagonist, the real protagonists, are the men and women who are who are out to make sure that they don't lose their jobs and are lucky enough to stay on top. You know, the Dianas, the Maxes. I argue that Howard Beale is most definitely a supporting character, but nevertheless, these performances are are something else. Like, they're really good performances. And it's no surprise to me about the awards and the National Film Registry and, and the AFI list that it, that it lives on. Because the acting, the directing, the writing, I mean, it's all symbiotic. It's all simpatico. Now, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Anyways, listen, this film is required watching. And you, I think you want to watch it to see how to manipulate these kinds of stories in ways that are much more interesting. I think I think if you if you told someone this story and you, and you told a writer to make this script, they would come back and Howard Beale is a protagonist and we see how he lost his family and we see him spiral and we see him dealing with his his mental health issues, which could be m- much more interesting, but again, not the points of the film. And, and and I mean, I think the camera the 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 direction of this film is also very telling and I think Patty and, and Sydney definitely work together to make sure that that everything made sense. The language of the film was something that was going to make sense. And we can definitely see that as the cameras within the film on the show made sense and added to the story. Yeah, that, that said, we are we're done here, guys. I I guess I would leave by saying that, you know, in 1974, I believe, there was an anchor who did shoot herself on the air. And although this isn't a direct... This isn't. I, I believe this happened before. Uh, it's happened two years before the movie came out, and I know it's. I know. I, I think. I think we need to look at the way media is affecting us. Not because media is bad. Not because rap music creates murderers. Not because of any of that. Uh, I think. I think it's an interesting case study on how what we consume affects who we are. And with that. So, that's our episode. I'm your host, Trey Epps. What did you think of the movie? Did I get it right or was I completely off base? Leave a message and we'll play it during our our next episode and discuss. Required Watching is a movie club, so as much as I'd love to hear my own voice, I would love to hear from you guys. There's a link in the show notes where you can leave a voice message or you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Required Watch. See you there. Hey, just really quickly, every two weeks from this very second until December, we'll be giving away subscriptions to HBO Max, Criterion Collection, or the streaming service Movie. These are great platforms to watch some of the films that we'll be talking about during the show. So all you have to do is subscribe, leave a review, and we'll choose a new winner every two weeks. So get on it.